Blog Talk Radio. everybody thank you for joining us here monday night the monday after uh the super bowl which was absolutely terrible uh, to be <laughs> honest with you uh, i won't hold anything back big mike Vinny the shark and uh, goon rob has been suspended a week for marginalizing sage rosenfels if you were listening saturday you would know about that uh, i'm just kidding he's actually out in uh the barclays watching the islanders who uh five goals already in the first period combined between the two teams so rob will be back saturday this saturday Vinny, we have rick peterson former mets pitching coach joining us for a half hour uh, actually and uh Gave a list of names to him today. He said he wanted to have a list of names so we could just break down some pictures. So it should be a pretty cool interview. But uh, let's get right into it, Vinny. The Super Bowl, uh, I thought it was terrible. You thought it was terrible. A few people, uh, you know, that we've talked to, though, have said it was good. It, you know, it was enjoyable. Uh, it was a good game. It was back and forth contest. Uh, 41-33 was the final. I have some questions for you. But before that, give me your thoughts. Well, it wasn't a terrible game. The result is why I find it terrible because, obviously, me and you and our producer here, we're all huge diehard die Giant fans. So the City Eagles, those trashy fans over there, finally get something to finally brag about because this is a team, they'll brag about their team to a Giants fan. They could win one game. If they beat the Giants, they'll be right in your face talking crap. And now they have something to really, really brag about and pride themselves on. They finally got their first Super Bowl, and they did it against the Patriots, which takes away our lack, our lust, our pride and joy of beating the only team that beats Tom Brady in the past. Now the Eagles have done it. And that kind of takes away from those two Super Bowls, which I the two greatest moments of my whole entire life, which – you know, it just takes a lot out of me. It really kills me as a Giants fan to see the Philadelphia Eagles win. But, hey, they, they did it, and everybody doubted Nick Foles. He's a Super Bowl MVP, and um, who knows where he's going to be in the future. But, honestly, it was a good game. It wasn't decided until the last two minutes. You can't really rip that. But it was the least viewed rated game uh, in the last nine years also, and I think that has more to do with just the, the matchup. I think we all know it also ties into all that. But, honestly, good game. Uh, a couple of missed boxes on my part. All my gambling didn't work out because I was huge on the Pats. But – it is what it is. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, we wanted the Giants to be the only ones to beat them in the Super Bowl. And it wasn't just us, the fans. I mean, we talked to Dave Tolleson on Saturday, and, and he shared that, you know. Like, I hate I think, the Eagles. <laughs> I think this was something that uh, even former Giant players, uh, you know, we just hit the 10-year anniversary. They, they shared that. Hey, we want to be the only ones to beat Brady, the GOAT, in the Super Bowl. We don't, you know, we hate Philly. So, uh, you know, I think that was an important thing that, uh, you know, all Giant fans and former Giant players shared. But uh, as far as the game goes, Vinny, uh, just – it was all offense. Uh, they set the record for most yards uh, in the third. Uh, they blew the record out of the water. Pats had 613 total yards. Eagles had 538. The possession, we've talked about this. To beat the Patriots, you have to have the possession. Credit to you. You said LeGarrette Blunt was going to have a good game, and uh, he did, man. He had 14 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. The possession battle, 34-25. to 25. That's how you beat the Patriots. Uh, third down, which was huge. Uh, you know, I thought the second half adjustment was going to come. It never did. 10 for 16 to Philadelphia, which was ridiculous and aggressive. We talked about that on Saturday too, Vinny. Fourth down, they were two for two, the touchdown. And then even in their own zone, I think it was uh, maybe on the 40, uh, 45 or whatever. It was in their zone. I can tell you that. Going forward, getting the first down was a huge play. Absolutely. I thought they each had um, the fourth down conversion for a bit. The Pats missed one early in the game. Yep, and and the Eagles – they got, they got aggressive. And you know what? They were leaving points off the board. They were going for two twice. They failed both times. That's two points you're taking off the board against an elite team like yeah. the Patriots. And then they went for it on that fourth down uh, touchdown. They got it, which is, I think, the, the play of the game besides the strip sack on uh, Tom Brady. Um, that's what it was. They converted when it, needed, when it needed to happen. They executed. And um, there was no defense on the part of the pass. No. The, the yards are insane. Tom Brady threw over 500 yards in a loss. Yep. Um, they even gave Tom the ball back with time to do something, but on um, that's the second or third play, they got the, they got the stack on them and they shipped the ball and they recover and there's nothing the Pats could do from there, but it's really, you can't put that game on Tom in that one moment or the offensive line. Even, I mean, it sucks when it happened, 
clearly the defense lost this game for the New England Patriots. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And you mentioned, Tom, uh, 28 for 48, 505 yards. I mean, 505 <laughs> yards. Uh, At 40 you, years of age. And you lose the game. I mean, just, uh, you know, a tough break for him. They ran the ball well, too, Vinny. 22 carries, 113 yards as a team. That's a 5.1 average. You can't ask for better than that. So ran the ball well. Uh, Danny playoff Amendola, eight carries, 150, uh, sorry, eight uh, catches, 152 yards. Chris Hogan came back. Uh, you know, he's been battling that shoulder injury. Really nice game. Six catches, 128 yards, uh, touchdown. And then Gronk, uh, nine catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns. Gronk was who we thought he was going to be Saturday when we set it against his Jim Schwartz defense. He ate them up whenever he had the opportunity. He was a ghost in the first half. I think he was held to one catch. And then the first possession for the Patriots, they hit him for four catches and a touchdown on that drive. They just opened up that playbook and said, okay, here we go. Gronk, this is all you. Lead us down there and get a touchdown. He certainly did that. He's also a little weary now in his future. And I, yeah. I guess you can't blame him with the way the game is these days. His concussions are getting bad. And he yep. gets hit hard. He, obviously, he never played 16 games in a year. Um, is he starting to be that guy? who is going to leave the game early, kind of like Calvin Johnson did, or are we going to keep seeing Gronk here? Yeah, and uh, that was one of my questions for you. Let's talk about it. Um, this is somebody with his personality, Vinny. He could be successful outside of playing football. For sure. Uh, Fox, you know, all of, they would all throw money at him. Uh, you know, a reality show, uh, you know, with the Gronkowskis, uh, those people. It was in the Entourage movie with uh, your girl yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, <laughs> see, I mean, so this is somebody that could be Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson more went out of the spotlight, but Gronk, I mean, could stay in it and still be very uh, – you know, money-wise, he can make a ton of money. And interesting here, would the Pats be interested in moving on with him if he still wants to play because he can't stay on the field? And maybe he is thinking about leaving the game. Maybe he's not going to be as dominant as he is and was uh, last night. Uh, do they trade him and get the most value you can get from him? Because there's no higher ceiling than right now, especially after what he did last night. And he's arguably the greatest tight end of all time. No disrespect to, like, Tony Gonzalez, you know? Yeah, and I was just going to say, I think he is the best tight end. And uh, it was Tony Gonzalez for me up until Ronkowski's just done things that we've never seen before. Um, you know, let's break down the game here a little bit. Um, the the Corey Clement touchdown, it happened twice yesterday. The the touchdowns where they reviewed it, uh, this one I thought should have been overturned. First of all, I should say that I'm fine that neither of them were. They let them play the game. This is what it was called on the field. Um, and I'm fine with them not overturning it. The issue here, uh, and I'll get your thoughts on this, is this is what we've seen all season, that plays like this yesterday were overturned. So I was expecting them to be overturned. Chris Collinsworth, you heard, was expecting them to be overturned. Al Michaels was expecting them to be overturned. <laughs> so the Corey Clement touchdown, just uh, let's run it through it. Uh, bomb pass. Clement makes the catch back of the end zone. Uh, there's a bobble. He gets uh, both feet down. Then there's the bobble. And then um, to regain the feet. The left foot touches the line. That's why I thought that one was coming back. Your thoughts? I think whatever they called on the field, you had to stick with it there because the bobble came and then you, you didn't know when he secured it. If he, You're counting his left foot when he caught it or you're counting it when he takes that next step. Because the next step, it was probably out of bounds. It was close, but right. it was probably out of bounds more than likely. And I thought that was going to be enough with the bobble on the foot there to overturn it. But the call on the field was it was a touchdown. They stuck with it. And I think you just got to stick with the call on the, at that point. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, let them play the game. Uh, you know, you don't want uh, the Super Bowl to be, you know, have these these decisions in the hands of the refs. The Zach Ertz touchdown, this one to me was much more clear. Uh, this one this is, was a touchdown. This one is what you call – this is called karma. And I'm sure uh, – I don't know who Pittsburgh Steelers fans are rooting for. Their uh, in-state rival yep. or the team that uh, screwed them with that call, the Jesse James call. Uh, I'm glad they kept that one a touchdown because, I mean – I was even nervous. I was, all you could think back is to Jesse James' touchdown, how yes. that got overturned. Yep. And it was almost the same thing. But then you could have called that. I think he made enough football moves. It wasn't just a simple turn. Uh, oh, I agree. But Jesse James, he actually took a couple steps before he uh, crossed the uh, plane. And then he lost the ball. If you want to call that a fumble, and then he recovered it. It's a touchdown. So I'm glad they didn't do that. And honestly, the Patriots kind of deserved that, especially because they got away with one with Jesse James in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He, I mean, if you, you didn't watch the game for some reason, I know one of the viewers said he wasn't going to. He took three full steps, right. lunged. Broke the plane right there. It should be a touchdown. The play is over. Then the bobble in the end zone, which he did catch anyway. So, uh, Collinsworth thought that one was coming back, too. Yes. And I mean, he was more vocal. What do you call that if you overturn it? That's what I was saying, too. I was like, if they do overturn this, like, what what do you call That's going to be an incomplete pass. He took too many steps. Like, if anything, that had to be a catch and a fumble, which he did uh, recover and retain. So, that's what I was was like. There's no way they could take that whole entire play away from the Eagles. And that would have been huge if they did. Right. And, And Zach Ertz, if you listen to him, uh, Post game, he said if they called that one back, the city of Philadelphia would have rioted, which uh, they basically did anyway. That, that wouldn't so. have changed. There was no difference there, Zach, because they sure as hell rioted, and that's a uh, typical Philly fashion for you. Vinny, let's talk uh, Malcolm Butler. Uh, so right before we came on, first of all, Malcolm Butler started uh, every game this season for them. Uh, week two, actually, week two he didn't start. He ended up playing, though, 
he played 97.8% uh, of the snaps during the regular season. So basically he was on the field the entire time. Um, finds out right before uh, the national anthem that he's not going to be starting this game. And uh, that's what we know. Not that he wasn't going to be playing, wasn't going to be starting. Eric Rowe, the slot corner, was going to take his spot um, in the starting lineup. Uh, then we found out right before we came on that he battled sickness all week and looked horrible in practice, missed a curfew, and there was some other disciplinary reason. But my question to you is, uh, to do this, and I told you actually on the show that I think he sucks. And he won't yeah, be back next I think year. he had a really bad year. He did. Um, to do this before the Super Bowl for any reason whatsoever, can you justify this? Um, you know what? I don't think he would have. I, I guess he couldn't have hurt the team considering uh, how many yards yeah, they gave right. up uh, at that point. But uh, apparently, uh, other disciplinary action was mar- marijuana possession. I, I what saw I heard. That also. He uh, missed curfew, and Bill Belichick. He doesn't take crap, man. He doesn't care if it's the biggest game in the world. But he probably thought they could still their scheme was fine without Malcolm Butler. He had a bad year anyway. Maybe they didn't. They weren't confident in him. Malcolm, rightfully so, is pissed. Right. But, I mean, uh, you cannot miss curfew the week of the Super Bowl no matter what. I don't care how little the deal was, how late he was, or any of that, where he was. I don't care. It's Super Bowl week. You shouldn't be out anyway. You should but be is that, <laughs> is that – and you're right. But is that not penalizing the rest of the team? I mean, there was uh, – the room was divided, supposedly. Brandon Brown, the former cornerback, said, quote, the locker room was divided with the decision. 41 points. Uh, you can't tell me he wouldn't have made a difference. And, and listen – uh, Rowe got destroyed all night. The, the Jeffrey touchdown was with Rowe. Um, he looked horrible. This is a slot corner now that you're asking to play on the outside. In the first half, they didn't even have Gilmore, their bigger corner, on Jeffrey. They had Rowe covering him, and Jeffrey ate him alive. So, uh, to me, I thought this was an absolute terrible decision. And I've been staying away from ESPN and all NFL Network. Any highlights? I've only watched the MLB Network today because I'm tired of seeing this trophy raised in the hands of Nick Foles and doofy Doug Peterson. But um, I read on Twitter that all the Eagles receivers, every time they came back to the sideline, they wouldn't stop screaming, he can't guard me. He yeah. can't guard me because they really couldn't. There was nothing they could do. Everything worked for the Eagles in that game. And Rowe was a former Eagle. They knew right away, uh, one of the assistant coaches said it too, we couldn't believe that Butler wasn't in there. We knew we used to have Rowe. We knew we were going to be able to exploit this matchup. And I don't want to uh, question, you know, Belichick is, you know, the GOAT, if you ask me. But to not start Butler after he started all season for you, and listen, if there is a disciplinary action, fine, but we don't know that yet. That's not confirmed. Uh, to start this kid uh, before the biggest game when the Eagles know – that he, uh, you know, what he is, he's a slot corner, and you don't even have your best physical corner on Jeffrey. Uh, you wait for the second-half adjustment. It was almost as if they were just playing too cute. Maybe, it's pretty crazy that he stuck to his guns, even the second half down, and um, saying, hey, we could use his help. Um, right. He really couldn't hurt them. I don't think Malcolm Butler's all that great. I don't think he would have changed the result of the game, to be honest with you. But, I mean, he – He's notorious for that interception against Russell Wilson, and it didn't look like the New England corners were going to do anything better than he could have. It was a surprising move. That's the Patriot way, and that's an example set he played for, one the, special for anybody. Snap. I mean, they even had the other guy, uh, Boda Messi, uh, the third string corner. He was even in there before Butler. Don't mess around with Bill's ways. So, Don't mess uh, around with it. <laughs> yeah, just crazy. Uh, Jamie Collins, Dante Hightower, just other players that have come out questioning the decision. So, we move on now to Nick Foles, Vinny, uh, 28 of 43, 373 yards, three touchdown passes, one catch, uh, and the MVP, uh, and he deserved it. So uh, what's next for him? And I, I ask this to you because, uh, listen, he's going to be making about $7 million next year on a one-year deal left. Uh, that's the cap hit, about $7 million, a tad less. If you're the Eagles, do you look to trade him? Maybe you get a second-round pick if you see Garoppolo. Or, um, listen, Wentz just uh, tore the ACL here. Do you keep him as an insurance policy? Because this is a team that can make another run. You know what? It's right. Because, you know what? Nick Foles has proved, hey, if Wentz goes down, we're still going to win. If you're worried about the kids' ACL. Um, but seven mil is a lot. That's what he's doing next year. Yeah, seven. And they can easily get a second-round pick, if you ask me I now, agree. at this point. I think that's his uh, ceiling now. And who knows? Maybe even a first. God knows. Uh, the Eagles, like I said before, they traded Nick Foles before. They traded Bradford before. They got in great value in, uh, in return with that. Um, if I'm doing that, I'm still trading him. I think you got to trade him because he's at the highest value right. ever. And like, like you said, I agree with you. Second-round pick you could probably get from Nick Foles. Who would have ever said that going into this season? Not me. Um, yeah, I trust Wentz. He's young. Hopefully he can bounce back. He'll be, he should be expected back for the start of the season next year. Uh, you can't pay a backup quarterback like that when you can get value the way Nick Foles is right now. So I think you got to trade him. And also, going back to his uh, catch play, the fourth down play. Yeah. Ballsy, ballsy call to call out a fourth down. And it's pretty funny because the Patriots didn't execute that play on their third down going for it, which was also ballsy doing a play like that on third down, which worked. It just Brady didn't catch it. 
Well, it was I thought it was a catch and wall. Do you think it was a catch? Yeah, it hit yeah. his hands. If you hit your hands, you got to catch it. I don't I care agree. if you're a quarterback. That's yep. that's how it goes. It hit your hands. Super Bowl. He was also a little nonchalant with it, especially after he dropped it. I thought he'd be pissed, especially Tom Brady, all that emotion. Yep. He was cool as a cucumber. He just started walking back to the sideline like it was no big deal. But uh, Foles, he caught it. He got a better pass though, he but he caught it and it was in the end zone. And it was a fourth quarter play. I mean, fourth down play. And that was uh, another one of the big plays the Eagles made. They converted their big plays when they needed to. Yeah, and uh, so listen, um, I agree with you on the on the point of he's never gonna have his value will never be higher. But um, you're keeping him. I, I don't know that yet. Uh, his value will never be higher. But if that team uh, they can make another run, we'll talk the odds in a few minutes. Um, there's no better insurance policy. Let's put it like that. Uh, you know what he has. He just led you to a Super Bowl. <laughs> he beat and won uh, the playoff games. So to me, um, there's no wrong answer. So let's, let's say like this. that. Let's say they keep Foles now. Sure. And let's say Carson Wentz starts the season like one and three. Is he on the hot seat? Is Foles uh, ready to take this guy's also. job? And now what do you have? You so know? maybe uh, you know to keep the pressure off the rookie. But you know maybe the pressure on somebody isn't always a bad thing either. So yeah, I mean uh, that that could uh, work to the disadvantage of the Eagles if Wentz doesn't come yeah. back and uh, play the way he did this season right. before he so, went down. Who knows? Uh, very interesting. Something to keep an eye on. And, uh, and we've seen it. Listen, there's a lot of teams that have been looking for a quarterback. So uh, I'm sure you can get a second-round pick, definitely. Uh, I don't want to get too off-topic. I know you plan on bringing it up later. But yeah. while we're on the back of quarterback, what do you think of the Redskins possibly franchise-tagging Kirk Cousins to try to trade him? Because I think uh, that is as risky as it gets. It is risky, but it's also I think it's brilliant at the same time because uh, you're going to get something for him. So, um, listen, you, you traded uh, a pick. You traded a player for uh, Alex Smith. If you can get a pick back, you know, kind of cancels it out. Somebody is going to be uh, willing to take on that contract, that money with Kirk Cousins. Denver will do it. The Jets have a ton of cap space. They'll do it. I think it's brilliant if he has. I think it's a big gap, a huge difference of whether just signing Kirk Cousins straight or trading for him and then paying him the money that you were going to pay him. I think it's a big – I think that takes a lot of teams out of the Kirk Cousins uh, market. And I think it's very risky because you might be paying this guy $30 million as your backup quarterback. Think about all the money that have tied up in two quarterbacks if they don't trade Cousins. I, I'm telling you, I think a lot of teams back off signing Cousins if they got to trade and pay for him. It's possible, but then I see the point here, but um, listen, uh, you know, you can always just say, all right, give us a fourth. You know, like you'll get that fourth round pick, you'll get that fifth round pick, and it's better than nothing. If you're Washington, it's better than nothing. So uh, I get that, but you got to trade him, and then you got to trade him for, I, I think that's an underwhelming it is uh, value, better, better than nothing. That's true, though. That, so I mean, you got to make sure you trade them. A fourth is better than <laughs> if you don't trade them and you tag them for that. You could have tagged somebody else on that team. It's, well, it's still I a mean, risky proposition. I agree with you. I do. Uh, you know, but I get team, your point. A team like the Jets, though, I, you know, that's very low risk if you ask me. Um, yeah, that might take them out. Like, hey, we have a sixth pick. Right. A guy like Baker Mayfield might be there. Right. You know, uh, Josh Allen maybe. Who? Uh, who was it? Halverson? Oh, no, Dreesen loves him. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're going to be in the States for a quarterback in the draft. Right. So they, it's like, why do I want to give this guy $30 million? I got the sixth pick here. Why don't I do that? That might take the Jets right out. The only thing with the Jets is I think that they have to kind of win now. McCagney's been there. Uh, Bowles has been there. Did I, is the ownership, Woody Johnson, going to give them the, you know, the time to develop a quarterback and then start winning? So, I mean, who knows? And the Browns have never drafted a good quarterback. Let's put it like that. So uh, <laughs> And if they could sign Cousins and then use their first and fourth round pick, I mean, I mean you got to say that's finally starting the right yeah, direction. I for mean, Cleveland. at least a win next year, right? Yeah, at least one. one win. I'll take the over on zero. <laughs> at least one. Uh, and then the last point, uh, listen, McDaniel's gone. Patricia gone. Gronk, you brought it up. Uh, he was uncertain about his future. Um, if you're Detroit, any hesitation now with Matt Patricia after last night? I'll tell you what. Uh, we were on board for him to come to the Giants. Yeah. I'd be a little hesitant after seeing that. Uh, horrific performance in the biggest game. You think game. that was more him than the players? Um, I, you got to put the blame on him a little bit. I mean, he gave up, what, over 600 yards? He did, but he also <laughs> found out that his coach was going to bench one of his starting corners right before the game. So. I'm sure that wasn't cool with him, and I'm sh- I don't know what kind of schemes and plans he had for Malcolm Butler in that game, but he is the team's best uh, cornerback, whether you know whether he sucks or not. He is. Um, you got to put some blame on Patricia, for sure. You can't put it all because the players are the ones on the field giving it up. But, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'm glad we went with the offensive coordinator, especially if they're debating taking a uh, quarterback with that second pick to, to develop him. I'm pretty happy we don't have Patricia, but I still, like I said, I wanted him to be the Giants at first. So I think he'll be okay over there in Detroit. Yeah, and, and speaking of Pat Shermer, I believe he won an award Saturday night. Tough division uh, for him over there. I agree, mm-hmm. yeah. Pat Shermer, I think, won uh, either best assistant, best offensive corner, some sort of award he won on Saturday night. And then uh, I'll just mention you the other awards, Vinny. Uh, uh, J.J. Watt, man of the year. If you ask me, uh, it, there was no other option. Uh, after what he Only because Colin game, Kaepernick didn't play this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fair point. Uh, uh, 
No, absolutely, hands down, JJ Watt. Thirty million, it. I think, after the hurricane. Yeah, I mean, listen. you can't you can't give that to anyone else after what he did for Houston after that hurricane. Uh, Keenan Allen, comeback player of the year. I have no issue with this. He had 102 catches, 1,393 yards, six touchdowns. He was a beast. And he's still one of the most underrated receivers I in agree the with NFL. Him. He doesn't get enough love. I'm glad to see him get that. That guy's a stud. Agreed uh, completely. Uh, your listen, you said this early on in the year. Credit to you. Saints win offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. Marshawn Lattimore was absolutely awesome, and I would say Kamara was better. No-brainer, and I would love to get either of their jerseys. Probably Lattimore since I've been on him a little longer than Kamara. Yep. I wanted that nice, beautiful Saints color rush. Give me that Lattimore jersey. So both of them, and they also drafted uh, the right tackle Ramchuk in the draft. So a, you want to talk phenomenal draft? What a draft for the Saints, and that's why they got where they were. And, right. and if they uh, missed that tackle and the Diggs play, um, right. you know, where they, yeah, they, they, right. they might have been able to be the team that takes down the Eagles where we didn't have to see them you know, win the Super Bowl. Sean McVay, <laughs> coach of the year. To me, there was no other option. Also, Vinny took the worst offense in the league to the best offensive uh, team in the league. Runaway. Not Doug Peterson, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hall of Fame, congratulations to you. Your boy Randy Moss gets in. Brian Dawkins, T.O., Ray Lewis, any thoughts here? And listen, we said Saturday, T.O. better get in, and he did. Yeah, third ballot. That's why I thought Randy Moss was going to get in first ballot, because he was kind of a, you know, he's a kind of dickhead, I guess, too, you could say. Um T.O., we got in third time. That's all because you were an ass to the reporters, man. That's Absolute dick lead. Their numbers, their numbers belong there. You are a Hall of Famer. Randy Moss, I'm very glad to see you got in the first ballot because this guy has been the best receiver I've seen in my lifetime. And congratulations to the Hall of Fame. You just inducted your first murderer in there. So congrats to Ray Lewis. Uh, and I forgot Brian Urlacher. Uh, oh, love Urlacher, man. Love Urlacher. Absolutely great to see that guy in there. And I agree with you. Ray Lewis didn't murder a guy. Got a win. He kept playing. But uh, on the field, he was as best, uh, as good as they come. Well, actually, is OJ Simpson in the hall? I have to imagine he is too, right? Yeah. So, so, all right. so the second one, we got our second one in there. Their plaques should be together. <laughs> and, and while on the topic of murderers, I heard uh, at the award show they put Aaron Hernandez in the uh, memoriam, uh, you know, of players that had passed away. So, no. speaking of murderers. Uh, <laughs> Ray Lewis, listen, Boomer Sison in New York on the radio says he's the reason he retired. There was never a linebacker as fast and as fierce uh, as Ray Lewis. So, uh, and I agree with that. Listen, a couple Super Bowls there, too. So, hey, he did what he did. He got away with murder, but he was a great football player. He really was. And he should have been on the field against the Giants in the Super Bowl, and then he ended up winning MVP. So, yeah, that's just the way the justice system goes. You know, sometimes it's not always right. Uh, final football question here for you. Um, the number I put you on the spot. Number one market uh, for the Super Bowl watch was. Um, Good, you can take a guess too. It's not either. I was gonna say the, uh, I'm only guessing you're asking this because it's not Pennsylvania or Massachusetts. It, no. Number one market was it Minnesota. Uh, they were top five, so that's fair. New York. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo was New the York. top market. So I don't know if they got 30 inches of snow or something yesterday, and they're all watching the game. But uh, the top market was the uh, was up in Buffalo. Bill's um, Mafia. <laughs> Vinny, got to mention also, um, listen, Eli wasn't in the Super Bowl, but if you oh, ask yeah. me, he stole the show last night. He is what everyone is talking about. <laughs> uh, Nick Foles caught a pass. Well, Eli caught Odell. So uh, that was, to me, the best commercial of the night. Hands down. That was hilarious. I don't care if you don't like the Giants or anything. It was good to see these guys in there. And uh, I don't know. It was hilarious. It really was. Eli Manning out of character is one of the funniest things you Agreed. could possibly see. And yep. He, he's very underrated in his commercials. The guy does a good job with them. It's in the blood of the Mannings. Yes. And uh, Odell has good character. And it was good to see these two getting along, too, yeah, on probably. top of it. Yep. Uh, and Odell posted a video of him laughing at it later after it was aired. Uh, something else Odell posted, uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, <laughs> to the Giants. Um, I don't know if they have the financial space for this or, uh, you know, I'm sure Pittsburgh would tag him before anything were to happen. But my God, can you dream? Odell might think so, but Gettleman knows, and I know that the Giants can't afford to pay Odell Beckham and Le'Veon Bell, especially since and he doesn't Collins, think. Collins, right? Yep. yep. So you got guys to pay that are already there that are playing well. So I mean, as much as I would love to see a guy like Le'Veon Bell with the Giants behind that terrible offensive line, uh, it's not going to happen. They can't be paying a running back that much money. All right, Vinny. So football started for us, uh, for you, me, Goon, Rob. Week one uh, out in Dallas. Let's end it now. Give me the odds for next year. And, yeah, uh, let's this was on. definitely the most disappointing NFL season I've ever watched in my life. The Giants had the worst season I've ever seen my whole entire existence, and the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Nothing could have been worse, and I really want to hang myself here, but it's your house, and I don't want to decrease the value when you sell it one day. So here's your odds for the well, Super Bowl I mean, next that year. That is greatly appreciated. So, uh... Uh, we don't have to do an air suicide on Facebook Live as much as I wanted to do that last night. Um, the New England Patriots are your favorites to win the Super Bowl, Shocker, right? Plus 350, and then you got Green Bay over the Philadelphia Eagles on this, but I've seen the Eagles higher than them in most things. I don't know. This is uh, Sports Illustrated, so it's not necessarily the best site. Uh, Green Bay at plus 800, Philadelphia at 850, 
Steelers plus uh, 1,000, Vikings plus wow. 1,200. And then you got the Rams and 49ers right there, 1,750 for the Rams, 1,800 for the 49ers. What do you think the Giants are? Um, I, they have to be bottom seven. Uh, they, it's not going to be very good. I saw somewhere that they were seven to, 75 to one. Here they are 55 to one. And they had the worst teams here all at, surprisingly, the Bills are here. 10,000, these are the worst teams. Browns, Bills, Bengals, Bears, Jets, all at 10,000. I wouldn't waste so 100 to 1. I wouldn't even waste a dollar on that. I see some good value here. I think the Saints have a good shot of going to the Super Bowl next year if they sure. keep Drew Brees. They're at plus 1850. I like that. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, they just made the AFC Championship. They're at plus 2,000. And the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. they should be in the mix again. They're plus 2,000 as well. What about uh, San Francisco? Jimmy Garoppolo is undefeated. They're plus 1,800, man. And, right. yeah, they haven't lost the game with Jimmy G, so they're <laughs> someone to look forward to. And uh, I think they're going to win that AFC West. I think everybody's expecting that, yes. so we'll see how they're that They're riding that out. momentum, man. That could be a decent bet Absolutely. Right Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Goon has that uh, ready on, too. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't play once he said the 49 Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> wrap up football uh, obviously we'll talk more as the draft approaches but uh time to move on to other sports finally uh bring in some more hockey college uh march madness right around the corner yeah. so, uh, <laughs> all right let's take uh, a couple minutes here i'm sure goon has a couple songs lined up come back talk a little baseball and uh and that's it for football Say hello to Mrs. Slept on. Early mornings, I ain't slept long. Big headed, so I'm headstrong. Had to be just to be headed to where I was going, like my head gone. They said I'm crazy, but I told them all that it's no biggie, but you're dead wrong. I'm the wrong one to be swept off up under the rug. Patience of a wondrous love to come from the mud and get y'all up off me. Flowing circles round them like drawstrings. Overheads get moss reach. For the stars, I was taught dream. Never stop, eat, wreak havoc like have them all deep. You ain't talking money, then you've lost me. I'm saving all it for my offspring. Can't snatch a necklace up off me, cause I don't have one. Spent that on college funds for both my sons, but it's four accounts accounting for another two that's yet to come. Yes, I have enough, they can have some. Competition, yeah, I have some. When you don't look the part, yeah, you have to. When you do, opportunity stack. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air Hosted by Robbie D, Big Mike, and Vinny the Shark. All right, we're back. We did a little Fresh Prince dedication to the Philadelphia Eagles. Unfortunately, while their fans are out eating horse poop, we have another half hour to do here on Over the Top Sports. We're going to get into baseball because that is our favorite sport now that football is officially dead. Thank God the season is over. Dreadful, terrible season. Gone. We're happy. Baseball time, Mike. What do you got? Yeah, uh, listen, Vinny, I, so I don't want to get right into uh, with the uh, fighting on Twitter. 52 days until opening minutes. day. Uh, let's see here. Seven days, pitches and catches report. This Saturday, we'll have Rick Peterson on. Uh, anybody watching, should be a good 30 minutes with Rick Peterson. I think it's going to be a pretty good interview. He was the Mets pitching coach, yep. and he's uh, going to break down a couple pitches for us. And he seems very knowledgeable about the game. So anybody into some pitchers, and we're going to talk a little Otani and anybody yep. else. And if anybody else wants to hear about uh, him break down any pitchers, Send it to Over the Top Sports, and we'll get him to break it down for you. Absolutely. So this week, uh, just read, uh, Vinny, John Heyman says the Yankees have talked to Mike Moustakis. As if this lineup cannot get any better, uh, now maybe Mike Moustakis. Um, he's the same as Todd Frazier, if you ask me. Think, I, no. like, I, like I said, I think all his numbers are going to be down from last year because yeah. I don't think he's putting up 40, even in Yankee Stadium. I don't see him putting up 40. Um, Todd's just a better locker room guy, and I feel like they're going to be going for, like, the same price. Uh, who do you think is more valuable? Miles I will agree or... with you on Frazier being the better locker room guy. You know what you're getting with him. He fit. They were doing that stupid camera thing right after the home run. Yeah, yeah, there's a thumbs down thing. <laughs> I think Moustakis is the better bat, uh, to be honest with you. So, um, that's interesting. Maybe they're just checking in on a price. If you can get Moustakis on a one-year deal, I think they would like that and then uh, move on to Torres and whoever else. Yeah, because uh, we don't know if Torres is going to be second or third exactly, base right now. Exactly. So, that's one of the openings. I mean – He'd definitely be a good fit. He's going to be our number eight hitter, probably. Right. So, I mean, uh, depending his price, I, I can't yep, really be too deep. upset with that. And listen, the Royals uh, said he was a great clubhouse guy also. If you saw in the uh, in the World Series when Syndergaard threw it out uh, at Escobar, first pitch of the game, 
Uh, first one over the step, Mike Mustak is screaming at him. So, you know, who knows how good he is. We just know that Frazier was a good clubhouse guy. For sure. um, speaking of the Royals, the GM mentioned today, he's been in constant contact with Eric Hosmer. Vinny, to me, this has all the writing on the wall that Hosmer will be back there. He would prefer to stay where you are. Uh, sometimes the grass isn't always greener, and we're talking <laughs> about the Padres. So they have been that team that have just been sticking their names out with all these people. Oh, Tani – Okay, uh, you know, this guy, okay, okay, was, you know, they just wanted their names heard. So, I don't know, uh, they haven't executed anybody, they haven't signed anybody. Yep. Are they finally going to make a move here? Because uh, why would Eric Cosmer want to go to San Diego? Exactly. If the money's the same, he's Why would back. he want to stay in KC, though, either? I mean, they're rebuilding as well, but I guess... They are, uh, but, home, you know, he's got a home there, I'm sure, and life is there. And, San Diego's uh, a beautiful city, though, uh, if you want to go there, Haas. I mean, who do you uh, think will win more games, Padres or uh, Royals? Mmm... It's that's, a good one. that's a close one. Yeah, I feel like the Royals are going to be really, really bad, especially losing Lorenzo yep. Cain. Uh, I'll go with the Padres with or without Hosmer. All right, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, also, big news for the Mets. Uh, they mentioned they could put David Wright on the 60-day DL as early as next <laughs> week. Uh, that would free up the 40-man roster spot, obviously, so that's why they do that. Uh, Vinny, what are I they mean, putting him on the 60-day DL for? His back An eating disorder? <laughs> The guy, the guy weighs 120 pounds, man. He's got to retire. He's got to retire. You know what? He was a class act for the Mets, and the, the injuries killed him. And enough's enough. It's uh, he's just a liability to the team at this point. He's not going to come back and be good. Just look at him. He looks like a stick, man. Like seriously. And I like Dave. He really is. A, he's a stand-up guy, and he had a good career. He had a couple of good seasons for the yep. Mets. It was terrible to see it cut short. It's time to go. It's just time to leave. And I agree with you. Listen, you never heard anything about him bad in the media, uh, charity work, all that good stuff. Big giant fan, too. Right. Um, (laughs) Listen, uh, 75% of his contract is insured. It's time to move on. Who knows if the Wilpons will even put it back into the team, but there is a chance, so you have to do that. And then uh, Ken Rosenthal, then he said that the Mets uh, have checked in on Alex Cobb and Lance Lynn. If the price was right, they would uh, sign one of them, not both. Don't get excited, Mets fans. Uh, One of them. Uh, to me, Vinny, they need one uh, desperately at any sort of chance at anything. You cannot go into the season with Matt Harvey or Steven Matz as your number three starter. Um, both of these guys eat up innings. Lance Lynn doesn't usually miss a start. He's a bulldog. Uh, your thoughts? I don't understand these guys haven't been signed. They are ideal, very good third pitchers. Yes. And even they could be labeled number two for a lot of rotations out there, including the Baltimore Orioles, who we uh, roasted a couple weeks ago on yes. Over the Top Sports. Uh, I don't know why. If teams are looking for a starter – these guys are bona fide third starters, hands down, great pitchers right there. And I don't think the prices are too much. And for Cobb to turn down a great team like Chicago, like that's a great fit for him. And that was probably a good amount of money. That's probably what nobody wants to pay him more than that. That's why no one's touching Cobb. But, I mean, the Mets, I think they would be very smart to get one of these guys. I think any team would be smart. I can't believe they're still sitting there. You, Darvish, too. So, I also, Vinny, uh, you saw on Twitter, I posted uh, the Seattle Mariners rotation. And how I thought uh, I wrote, quite possibly the worst rotation on paper heading into the season. And now there's other ones that are going to be uh, just as bad or worse. We've said Baltimore. I mean, my God, Baltimore yeah. probably will have the worst rotation. <laughs> but Seattle, this is nothing to you know get excited about, guys. And I had uh, a few people here arguing with me, uh, Vinny, saying that James Paxton is going to be uh, this breakout star. And, and Mike Leak, Vinny, with his four ERA uh, is something that you can count on. A four ERA. <laughs> Big Mike. Uh, Paxton is living up to the hype. And even in fantasy baseball rankings, uh, pre-rankings for like CBS and um, ya- uh, not Yahoo, but uh, something else, ESPN, I think I saw. Paxton was in um, the top like 60 or something. Like he's ranked really, really high. A lot of people are buying into him. The, the talent is there. Left-handed pitching, the talent is there. He, this is somebody that just can't stay healthy, Vinny. And, uh, you know, somebody said he was hit with a line drive, and uh, he was. He was hit with a line drive and, and spent some time on the DL for that. Oblique strains scare me and shoulder strains scare me. And this is somebody that had both of these. Uh, you know, a lefty that throws 100 miles an hour. Uh, listen, you have Chapman on your team. This is They get hurt. Uh, let's put it yeah. like that. Mariners can't do this with the Caps. That's the bottom line. They can't really afford anyone anymore. Nelly Cruz, Cano, Felix Hernandez, they make a, a Seager. They make a lot of money, these guys, and they're not a big market team, so they cannot be going out there spending dough like that. But, yeah, they could definitely use a guy like Cobb or Lynn for sure. And while we're talking about it, uh, the most annoying stat to me uh, in baseball is quality starts, Vinny. Uh, six <laughs> innings, uh, four runs or less is a quality start. You know, the Yankees probably don't get any quality starts because that bullpen. <laughs> the bullpen just snags that quality starts. Out. I'm not a fan of that one either. It's very specific of what you need. Like, six innings, three runs is sometimes really good for a starting pitcher, and that's not a quality start. Right. Uh, yeah, just mind-baffling to me. Uh, I know you have these uh, World Series odds there. Uh, 
listen, we haven't seen a lot of movement. Uh, they should be relatively similar to what we've seen. So, yeah, uh, this is on Odd Shark. This is something I do like. We use this a lot during the uh, NFL preview. Yep. Uh, the New York Yankees and Dodgers are the favorites here at plus 550 each. Houston Astros defending champs, plus 600. The wow. Tribe, plus 800. Chief Wahoo. Last season of him over there. The Nats, plus 800. The Red Sox, plus 1,000. Cubs, plus 1,000. Then the San Francisco Giants coming next at plus 1,800. Big gap from them and the Red Sox. So stop right there uh, before you go on. Who out of that group that stands out to you? The Yankees. (laughs) Uh, I would tell you the Nationals also. Um, That team, if Harper is able to stay on the field, the pitching that they have, and they're still trying to get real Muto uh, from the Marlins, that could be a very scary team. You're going to be tweeting a lot about their bullpen again, though, this year. I agree with so that. So they, they do. don't have a very good bullpen, and that's humongous in the postseason, if you ask me. The Mets here are at plus 2,800. Don't waste it. Well, I'll uh, pick out a couple here. I think the Cardinals <laughs> have decent value at plus 2,000. Yep. The D-backs even at plus 2,500. Sure. Especially um, if Martinez were able somehow to go back if there. If he stays there, I like that a lot. Yep. But you have to imagine It'll uh, change, that's going to drop down. Yeah, you're not going to get as sure. much now. So, yeah, uh, if you want to take a risk at that. Milwaukee Brewers plus 2,800. They're, they're a fun team this year. you got to keep an eye on that. Rob, your Braves plus 7,500. And the two worst teams, they're tied. And I think there should be one that definitely is worse than the other here. Uh, do you want to guess who they are? I know you know one of them. Baltimore Orioles. No, no. <laughs> worst, worst team. Worst team. <laughs> The worst team. They got baseball. rid of their whole team this year. Oh, there we go. Miami. <laughs> yeah, Miami Marlins <laughs> and the Detroit Tigers are tied yeah, with them on uh, Odd Sharks. Uh, plus 20,000 for each of them. They, that should be a lot higher. And the Detroit Tigers, Mini, uh, really the only guy still there is Mickey Cabrera. What do you do with Mickey? And he's old. I mean, um, I don't know what you could do with him. Um, he's still getting paid that astronomical money. He's not worth that anymore at this stage in you his have career. To imagine you could either get a, a B-level prospect or, uh, you know, you send something else with Mickey, eat some money. And him and Fulmer are the only reason people are coming to the parks, though, That's this true, year. Too. And um, I'm sure he has a couple milestones that uh, fans want to see. So they yeah. might want to just keep him around there for that. Uh, so there it is, a uh, little baseball talk for you. Uh, getting close to uh, pitchers and catchers just about a week away. Um, I mean, looking at that, listen, Houston Astros, defending champs. You picked up Jarrett Cole. I would put money there. Nationals, like I mentioned to you, although you brought up the good They're going to run away with that AL West for sure. I, I think uh, – is there any team that didn't make the playoffs last year that you think could get in this year in the AL? Or do you think it's pretty much going to be the same? Because I feel like the Indians are going to run that uh, central. The Yankees and Red Sox in the East. The yeah, Astros and hands I told down you, I in the West. Like the Indians are going to fall off even a little bit. Um, but that division's too weak for I them know, to do it, at I least know. this year. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the teams are, are going to be pretty close. I really do. I love Seattle's offense. And, you know, I have these people on Twitter telling me that uh, that rotation isn't that bad. But Seattle's offense, uh, adding guys just like D. Gordon, Ryan Healy, uh, that is a deep lineup. So, you know, who knows what you're able to get out of Felix Hernandez. Uh, I think he's just been on the decline too much, Felix. And it's too bad. He's been – I know you liked him too, King yeah. Felix. He's been one of the more fun dominant pitchers to watch. And uh, he always pitched well against the New York Yankees as well. And um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Seattle's always one of those teams. The D-backs, I think, has um, – I like that in terms of those bets, even with uh, if they don't get J.D. Martinez. And still, what the hell is going on with him and you, Darvish? Those are obviously the I biggest know. names out there. The hot stove has not been hot there. yet. Arietta, yeah. man, there's so many good pitchers out there, and there's so many teams that need pitching. It makes no sense why nobody wants to spend. Is the luxury cap killing these guys? Um, listen, and we can d- dig into it a little bit here. Just uh, with the comments, we, we hit on a little bit Saturday, but it was more of the Super Bowl show. Uh, it was my final thought. Uh, you have now um, – um, I can't even think. You have um, agents, excuse me, coming out and saying that they are uh, their players aren't getting uh, the offers that they deserve. Kenley Jansen has suggested a strike. The agents are now suggesting that there could be a strike. And to me, this is mind-boggling. Uh, We're so close to pitches and catches. These guys are just not signed. They're just staying free agents, and it doesn't seem like any rush. Uh, and Goon is telling us we have a call on the line here. So uh, who do we have on the line, and what would you like to talk about? Hey, guys, it's Bubba. Hey, hey Bubba, Bubba, what's going on? No, I just uh, listened to the MLB talk. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys with the Baltimore Orioles rotation. That is – it's Brutal. terrible. It might be worse than the Mariners, to be honest with you. I agree 100%. I, I Baltimore Orioles over all year long. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how you could try what to be that competitive. You have a good, strong offense, and you have not one starter. <laughs> and uh, National just scored here. That's why I see Vinny doing the yes chant. Uh, Bubba, as a Met fan, uh, give me your thoughts on this David Wright news that he could be on the DL uh, right before pitches and catches even report. <laughs> he, he's got He's just. He's got to hang him up, man. Like it's sad to say it. I mean, he was a good Met. I mean, I understand they didn't really go that far with him besides the one year, but he was a good ball player. But 
he he literally looks like I'm not trying to be funny here, but he kind of looks like a cancer patient almost now. I mean, he's beyond skinny. He has no neck now. He looks like a twig. He looks like a like a teenage boy. <laughs> but he is in the Arizona Fall League Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but, you know, so, <laughs> a lot of other guys. For, uh, what, so for what, a month of baseball? Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but Vinny just gave out the odds for the World Series. Uh, if you are listening, what team would you, you know, sprinkle a little money on? What team do you think could be a real surprise? Um, I would have said the Nationals, but I, like I said, that pen, like you guys were talking about, that pen is not good. That pen is not good. They don't really have anybody. They're relying on Doolittle to be good like he was with the A's and I don't see that. That was many years ago already. I'm going to say the Cardinals because I think they're going to sweep in and sign Hosmer. Wow. That'd be a huge pickup for them. It really would. Yeah, Ozuna and Hosmer in the offseason. They have a couple of young kids in there. They have they have That'd a solid rotation. They yes. have a solid rotation. You plug him in at first. Carpenter moves back to third. Uh, Jerko becomes a utility guy for them, which he I like him in that role better. I don't see him as a good – I mean, he had some pop, but – I don't see him as an everyday starter. You just got, um, what's his name, Ozuna. You know, you have a yep. really good team. Their rotation's solid. It wouldn't shock me if they also bring back someone like Lance Lynn on a one-year deal or maybe a cheap deal because, I mean, pitchers and catchers starts like tomorrow and 183 agents are still out there. I just want to tell you, uh, tell you both right now that the St. Louis Cardinals rotation is going to surprise a lot of people. Luke Weaver – uh, Jake Flaherty, uh, probably pronouncing his name wrong, but uh, that's what I do. Um, <laughs> they have a lot of good young arms in that system, and uh, that rotation can definitely surprise people. So uh, that's a pretty good pick, if you ask me. Bubba, while we have and another Ray line, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, give, yes, that's true also. I read he's going to be more of a, uh, a long guy in the bullpen, possibly even a closer role. So there's your first fantasy yeah, sleeper need. from me. Uh, I like Alex Reyes uh, late in drafts. Mm. Bubba, while I have you on, let's talk a little wrestling. Uh, give me your thoughts. Oh, I'm not watching tonight. Um, I already saw that. I saw the opening match, and I turned it off instantly. Don't need to see Roman Reigns win. We already know what's going to happen. We already know the buildup. It's going to be an awful match, and then he'll have the belt for, like, nine years. It's terrible. But, um, do, you think the, do you think the card's um, going to be good this year? WrestleMania's card? I don't know. I, don't, I think it can surprise people. I'm hearing more and more that, thankfully, that Jason Jordan match and Rollins match probably not going to happen because they're saying Jordan oh, might need neck surgery. That's why they've been I can't stand for the past few weeks. And I used to like Rollins, but what person is bad? <laughs> yeah, so, he Jordan, uh, him, him being a good guy is a joke. Um, I mean, uh, some of the other matches have potential, though. Let me read you the uh, rumored card, uh, and then I'll get your thoughts. Cena versus Taker, Lesnar versus Reigns, Styles versus Nakamura, uh, Rousey and a partner versus uh, Steph and Triple H, Miz, Strowman, Bliss, Nia, Flair, uh, Asuna, um, Rollins, Jordan, which you said you heard probably won't be out, and then the stupid Cruiserweight title, who uh, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you has the belt right now. I think it's still Enzo. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I read something, too, another rumor that came out is, that Braun could end up being in the main event with Brock and Roman. So everyone, you know, they got to make Roman look strong. So that's the only way possible besides beating Brock Lesnar. Um, I saw another rumor with the Miz besides Strowman, which I kind of liked. I forget who it was. It might've been Elias, which I think would be a good match. Um, Cena taker is too late, too late. Taker could barely walk. If you watch that, uh, WWE 24. He could barely walk before he got to the match last year. He was getting two shots into both of his knees before the match. I mean, he's just Which got, they he's now got edited another guy's going to retire. They don't want the fans to see that. They've now edited out on WWE Network uh, the Undertaker getting the shots into his knees before the match. So, go ahead. Oh, I know. I watched it and they didn't see it. And then I saw all the photos and everything else that people were posting because it was on the live version. <laughs> But um, I mean that I mean AJ is going to steal the show. AJ and Shinsuke is going to steal the show. I mean that match says, you know, there's nothing else to say about it. I've seen their match. The only thing I don't like is that Shinsuke throws too many kicks. It's almost like a UFC fight with him sometimes. 
Now, The Undertaker, he, we all thought he retired last year. He's going to come back and fight again. What if he loses? Or is it enough is a, enough? I read it's a career versus career match. It's so going to be a career versus. So he's going to lose. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to lose his third WrestleMania match when one of the coolest things they ever had was The Undertaker's undefeated streak, which has obviously been gone and broken. And I was okay with the one loss. I was very, very pissed off with last year's loss. Three. This is going to be a third loss now for The Undertaker and back-to-back nonetheless. So knowing that he's probably going to lose the Cena, do you like the idea of that match? No, I would have. I'd rather have seen it last year. I mean, like I said, Taker should have probably hung it up a couple of years ago. He was still given okay matches. Probably his last good match was probably Triple H on those back-to-back years, but that really hasn't worked out. And I mean, if Vince is, you know, Vince is going to pull something big here because, you know, for this WrestleMania, because I mean, there's not enough talent there. I mean, there is and there isn't at the same time. Like they're not pushing the right guys. He's got to get that that rock deal somehow to happen. I read today it's probably not because it's going to cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a day if he can't do his movie role. So the insurance policy is pretty high for him to you know do WrestleMania. Uh, Bubba, as always, we thank you for the call. Uh, it's always great to get a little wrestling talk in. Uh, we're all big wrestling fans here. So anybody else out there listening? Want to talk wrestling? Always welcome. Give us a call, Bubba. Thank you, and uh, I'll watch Raw and uh, hate it just like you do. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you for the call, Bubba. <laughs> That's longtime fan yes. Bubba, who is a very big wrestling fan, and it's always nice talking wrestling with him. Agreed. Uh, got about 15 minutes to go here, Goon. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, we said we were going to give away an Edelman jersey. Um, to uh, anybody that can uh, guess the correct score, nobody did. Uh, I believe. Off the top of my head, there was four people that picked the Eagles. So whoever uh, picked the Eagles and had the Eagles scoring the most points out of those four, we're going to give the Edelman jersey to. Fair enough. We took that up for you. And Vinny, while he does that, uh, I just want to bring up to you Rick Nash today. Vinny was asked by the New York Rangers to provide a list of teams, uh, 18, t- 18 teams he will not go to. So uh, oh, wow. <laughs> pretty good uh, no trade clause. He's going to get traded. Uh, that's yeah, it. You got to um, trade him. Your thoughts there. Can bring it back, almost like a Chapman next season as a free agent. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Like you got to absolutely trade him at this point. Um, he's not the player we all thought he was going to be. And that's even when we first got him, honestly. Yeah. I thought this guy was going to come in and just put up points religiously over there for the Rangers, and he wasn't. And he, he didn't show up at the playoffs for a couple of years. I mean, well, I shouldn't say he didn't show up, but he wasn't scoring goals, which right. is what we're paying him to do. Yes. So I think it's time to get whatever you can from Nash. And who knows, maybe you could get him back, obviously, on a cheaper contract next year. Yeah, and, uh, and listen uh, – with the way the market sets up, uh, he's on pace for 24 goals. Vinny, they will get a first-round pick for him. Uh, I'm telling you now. So that be it. You know, you know, hockey trades better than me. That would be incredible if you get a first-round pick for Nash. Um, what teams do you think would love to go after him? And you're watching one right now, Nashville. Nashville over there. Nashville. He could fit really nice in that Nashville team. And listen, the Islanders can use the Fed's been. Uh, Rob's been talking about this, especially on Twitter. He's been talking to us. The Rangers and Islanders just aren't going to make trade. So uh, it's a waste of breath. But Rob's right. They do match up almost perfectly uh, on a McDonough trade or even a Zuccarello trade. Uh, many of the Knicks, um, they are becoming a uh, almost a, a bet against, a must bet against, if you ask me. Especially on the road. I went Sunday against the Hawks, and I really thought that was a game they could win, considering the Hawks really suck. Yeah. Uh, no, not the case. It, uh, the Knicks were terrible. They, um, they played stupid down the stretch. They lost in typical Knicks fashion. And um, I don't know what's going on with this team, but they're not making the playoffs. It's time to give up on that. It's time to play the young guys. I want to see a lot of Trey Burke. I don't know why this guy gets no minutes after putting up. Every time he's in there, he's putting up nice numbers. Yeah, he's looking Play good. Trey Burke. Enough's enough with Jared Jack. Jared Jack's got to get off this team. I'm tired of seeing him. Frank needs his minutes. It's time for to start getting these Knicks nice and young and try to find somebody to trade. Give Kylo Quinn a lot of minutes. That's another thing. They, they were going to beat the Hawks. If you're going to go in it to win it, Hornacek, I know you're fighting for your job, so you want to win games. Right. You're putting out O'Quinn because you want to trade him, so you're trying to get him showcased. Doug McDermott got a lot more minutes now. I guess they're trying to trade him too. Uh, you got to play Ennis Kanter there. The guy right. was playing great, and he didn't see the court at all in the fourth quarter. And they went with O'Quinn. It was a bad decision. They ended up losing the game. Um, so let's see. I don't know what they're going to get for O'Quinn or uh, McDermott. Get whatever you can. Just get younger. And Vinny, you're talking uh, two points here that you, you mentioned. Now I want to know. When's Hornets? Is his job safe or uh, is he getting next season? To me, I think he gets next season. I think he's getting next season anyway, and um, I think no matter what happens, but I still think he's, he has a little fire on that seat for him. But um, I don't, I don't know what's going on. You know, they're not going to win this year, and the NBA is not dictated through the draft. It's not dictated through anything. It's dictated through LeBron James and free agency. <laughs> honestly, it really is. Um, 
the Knicks, uh, listen, Willie Hernan Gomez came out today and said he wants to be traded. This is Good somebody, for you, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is somebody that you and I liked at the beginning of the Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Uh, I thought he was going to be a big part of this yes, team, Mike. Yes. Uh, coming off the bench, uh, him and Cantor, two big guys, and uh, and that just hasn't been it. Um, they do need to make some trades, Vinny. Kylo Quinn needs to go. Bring in, if you can get a second, get rid of him, bring him in. I was actually excited about the size the Knicks had. They had Cantor, Porzingis, uh, Noah. I, I mean, Noah's Noah, but. Um, yeah. You got O'Quinn and you have Hernan Gomez. There's a lot of sides, and they really could have utilized yeah. that, but it doesn't work. It just it, it's not working. I don't even think Porzingis. I know he doesn't want to play the five, but I think that's the best way for the Knicks to get better down the future because wow. he doesn't play well. He should be rebounding. He's seven three. He's not a good rebounder. Yeah, if you're seven three. You can't be getting six rebounds a game, and he gets very lazy because he has a rebounder like Kenner or O'Quinn who could get those for him. So I think he's got to start playing the five, and that will really spread out the court on offense, too. Uh, more of a minor move, but uh, Greg Monroe, uh, very good rebounder, underrated rebounder, can't shoot for shit, but uh, <laughs> goes to Boston. Yeah. And uh, they're almost loading up for uh, a playoff run, depth, bench, uh, and almost saying, like, hey, we're coming for you, Cleveland. And you know what? Depending on how he get back, Gordon Hayward might be back for this team I as am. well. They're doing all this without Gordon Hayward. Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA. It's, yeah. not, even, it's not even close. Honestly, that's all a product of his system. He gets the most out of all his guys. They play good defense, which you don't hear in the NBA ever. And Greg Monroe, that's a nice little spot for him. That's, good. that's some instant points off the bench. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I really do. So we'll see what happens there. Um, listen, DeAndre Jordan uh, putting you on the spot. Where does he end up? Uh, to me? Got to be Cleveland, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, um, I saw it, uh, Legion, uh, Legion Hoops is a good follow on Twitter for anybody uh, who loves basketball. There's a rumor trade, which I can't see the Clippers doing. I think they're getting an underwhelming trade for the Cavs' first-round pick. Not the Nets' first-round pick that the Cavs have. Mm. Cavs' first-round pick, J.R. Smith and um, Tristan Thompson Wow. for DeAndre Jordan. And I don't think that's a good trade for the Clippers, if you ask me. Yeah, and just looking at some scores. Uh, I think they could get a lot more in return for DeAndre. I agree. Uh, listen, Pistons are blowing out the Trailblazers uh, in Detroit. Uh, have to take a look there and see what Blake's doing. Uh, Wizards uh, winning 90-80. to 80. Uh, That brings us to another good point. Listen, the Wizards, Vinny, for the last week, they've been bashing the John Wall injury. Yeah. And uh, they've been very vocal about uh, how we're playing more of a team game. Yep. So, I, you know what? Uh, the backcourt duo over there of uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal, I feel like they don't really get along, honestly. I think I their think relationship is strictly <laughs> is strictly on the court, their relationship. And uh, Bradley Beal's starting to put up some monster numbers right now. So. Yeah, I do. Some breaking news in the MLB world. Todd Frazier signs New York Mets. Two years, 17 million. Wow. Ugh. Wow, the Todd father, the New York. Wow, look at that. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel, Mike? You're on the spot now. We're getting raw emotion out of you. He doesn't look happy. Listen, we talked about how he was a good clubhouse guy, so he's going to fit in there. Um, plays first, plays third. He, I just don't want somebody that's going to hit 220. Yeah, I, I, uh, man. And <laughs> he's already uh, probably your second best hitter on the team. If Conforto, third. Listen, Conforto's got – if Conforto's healthy, no, no, uh, four, I keep Bruce, about Bruce. Bruce is back. Um, listen, it's not a bad signing. It's uh, The money's right. Two-year deal is fine. He'll probably get moved at the deadline unless that's a, a no-trade. I, You know what? You can't hate it. You really can't hate it. If you're a Mets fan, you've been begging to see something, and now you do. So Sandy just got you guys 60 home runs. Jay Bruce and Todd Frazier. And now you throw Yohannes Cespedes in the midst of that, too. You have it's a nice little three, four, five, a pop right there. Yeah, Todd Frazier doesn't have a good average, but that guy's got a lot of pop. Go and obviously, we're just talking and praising his clubhouse presence. Right. So you're going to love that thumbs down over there. I think it's a good signing. And listen, Jay Bruce, uh, after he got traded, supposedly came out and said that was the worst clubhouse he was ever in. So a guy like Frazier, it makes sense. And uh, on yet another insurance policy for first base. The money, what did you say, 2 for 17? Yep, 2 for 17. Uh, listen, you can't knock that if you're a Met fan. You really can't. And uh, now I would have put that as the Yanks. To have sure. come back for 2 17. Go get a pitcher. If you get one of these pitchers, Vinny, I will seriously start talking about a wild card. Right, a wild card. You can card. be competitive I over there. With you. Absolutely. Uh, We've got about five minutes to go. Goon, do you have the winner? Yes, the winner is going to be Robin Becker. She had the Eagles winning 28-17. All right, so uh, Kind Robin of funny Becker. that they had the Eagles winning and they're going to win an Edelman jersey, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, very fair. I wasn't expecting any Eagle winners on that uh, post, but uh, there you go. She's got it, so congratulations. You get you, the Eagle fan, you got a Julian Edelman jersey. Well, you, just, well, you didn't beat him in the Super Bowl, but you beat his team. Right. So. So, hey, a free jersey, right? A free jersey from China. So, uh, and what, what do you think of Edelman coming back next year? I mean, Chris Hogan developed really well with them. And Amendola, we know he can't really stay on the field. But that's in, uh, between those three guys on the field. Once, it's another weapon. It pure really white is. receivers over there yeah. the Patriots. And it, it works well for them. Uh, listen, Philip Dorsett is still there. Um, you know, it wouldn't shock you if one of them gets moved, a cap casualty. 
And to be honest with you, it could be Danny Amendola. I don't know what he's making, but there was rumors about it before it happened this year. Edelman and Amendola are almost the same player. So Absolutely. Um, I agree. Uh, two things that we didn't talk about. Well, we've hit on one. Um, one we didn't talk about at all. Uh, and now it just slipped my mind. So that's oh Brandon Cooks, Vinny. Brandon Cooks getting knocked out. We didn't talk about this. He big got pop-up power bombs in that game. Big deal for you, <laughs> yes or no? Um, I don't know. I don't. I guess not. I don't think. I don't. It's think not for me either because no. the offense wasn't the issue. <laughs> yeah, it really that's wasn't. What, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't think he was gonna. It, it, offense was fine. Exactly. It was 500 yards in the air. Wasn't so. an issue at all. Um, listen, clean hit. Actually, it was a great hit. Uh, it got me out of my seat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, don't try to hurl this guy, you know. Like <laughs> the other, uh, the other one you're talking about, actually, I know his blind. Uh, he got hit on the side. It was a clean hit. Yeah. It, was a, it was a great hit. Absolutely, it was actually the hardest hit of the game. It's yes, fantastic hit. That's football. That's um, football. Five minutes ago, the we talked out a few points here and there. The eagle celebration, Vinny. Um, it's like <laughs> a, it's a disaster. It is pure destruction uh, for the city of Philadelphia. I listened to the police scanner for about an hour and a half after the game. <laughs> Because uh, this is what I do, folks, and uh, my homework. And, um, <laughs> and uh, Vinny, just from you know on, doing my homework on you, right? Uh, <laughs> just calling for more resources, more cops to every area. Uh, at times, calling for SWAT, Vinny. Uh, the videos are up there. They're on top of the Ritz Carlton, the canopy. They knocked that down. Uh, one of the calls that came over. Uh, we have two people that just fell off a light post. They fell off a light post. Let them just lay there, if you ask me. The craziest one was oh. eating horse crap. I, that yeah. blew my mind. I, oh, my oh, team just won their first man. Super Bowl. Absolutely. I don't understand that movement. Uh, there was insane. Like, obviously, they did the polls again. That didn't stop anybody. But How you couldn't walk. You couldn't walk in that street. Like, what do you think that parade's going to be like? It's, it's going to be, be horrible. I'll tell you who's not going to watch it. It's me. <laughs> and uh, schools. <laughs> Listen, schools have given off uh, the kids for the parade. Now, that I'm jealous for. That I'm jealous for. I was a senior in high school, and um, I wanted that next day off when the Giants passed Super Bowl 42. Um, I always say the the Super Bowl, they have the Super Bowl, should be a national holiday for everyone. (laughs) It really should. And that's for everybody. And even if you don't watch Super Bowl, I'm sure you're not going to complain about your off day. How do you feel about the Empire State Building? Oh, God. We tweeted this. Oh, that pisses me off to no end. Yeah. Yeah. That while they're out there vandalizing and just destroying their city, we're proudly putting yes. their colors up. Like it, I, this it is New York. Are you kidding me? It pissed me off when they had the pass and Eagles there, and that like now they just did the Eagles. Like, come on, that's not our team. That's a rival. You're not supposed to be supporting them, and we're supporting those terrible fans that finally got a damn Super Bowl. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm fine. Listen, when they do it for a good cause, I'm all for it. Uh, I don't even have a problem with the Patriots and the Eagles, both of them, Vinny, because you're you're giving that Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you're. Oh, You're putting man. the Super Bowl in but the air, I guess, the right? Eagles, are you kidding me? God damn. And it's just like, while that's lit up green, what's going on in the streets of Philadelphia? There's buildings getting vandalized. Yeah, lighting glass fires, being tipping cars. And, yes. and, yeah, let's reward them for bad behavior. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. That's what you do when you win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Oh, man. It's going to be a long, long year of football here. At, uh, I can't believe they finally... <laughs> let's go! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, Vinny yelling, let's go, uh, in his hat and glasses, thinking Brady was going to win on Saturday. Uh, speaking of this Saturday, though, Rick Peterson will join us. Half hour, uh, good talk on baseball. Um, we gave him a list of names uh, to break down for us. And uh, one of them is Otani, and I'm very interested to see uh, what a major league former pitching coach has to say about him. Yeah, I'm, How do you I'm, use him? I'm looking forward to it. I really think it's going to be a really fun interview. He booked us for a half hour as yeah. well. Usually we go 15 nice minutes guy. with our guys. Nice guy. um, he's definitely got a good mind for baseball. A lot of Mets fans will remember him as the pitching coach. He made that trade, Victor Zambrano, yeah. uh, for <laughs> Casimir. Yeah. something nobody is very happy with. He was a big supporter of that trade. We will definitely talk to him about that on Saturday. Uh, Vinny, looking ahead at the week, uh, any bets? And uh, in college, man, you have been really crushing college. College basketball, I wish I didn't bet the Super Bowl because <laughs> I got rid of all my winnings on that, going with my boy Tom. Um, college basketball has been great. Um, Kentucky lost uh, the other day on Saturday. We got It's crazy. All these ranked teams, so many ranked teams went down last week. It's time to start doing your homework, Mike. Start looking at everybody. <laughs> Uh, because the March Madness tournament will be here before you know it. I can't wait for it to come here to get my mind off who just won the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I'll let you do the homework on college. Um, <laughs> you have any final thoughts uh, for me for the week? Anything? Uh, I will give you mine while you think, Vinny. Uh, the father that went after Larry Nasser mm-hmm. in the courtroom. To me, I applaud you. If I ever met you, I would buy you a beer. 
good for you to watch Larry Nasser squirm in his seat like a little bitch was uh, it was great. That's exactly what it was. I was actually thinking about starting a GoFundMe for that guy to they get him out. They oh, did. they already Someone did. did. Uh, he got time served. Say, the judge will not punish him, and they started a GoFundMe. Very him, good. So. Very good. Good for him. And you could tell that wasn't a publicity stunt not by, him, by any means. He, uh, he didn't crack a smile during that. Nope. He genuinely wanted to knock that guy's teeth in, as he should have. Uh, that guy could go to hell, and I'm sure he'll get the right treatment. Yeah. <laughs> If you know what I'm saying. So we got 10 seconds left. That was the Monday night show of Over the Top Sports. Thank you very much. Robbie D will be back with us Saturday with Rick Peterson. Everybody, you have a great night. Good night, everybody. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show.